0: This CKW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full-body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com.
1: You are live with Get Connected. Andy Barrar here filling in for Mike Agarbo, who is in Dublin, Ireland, visiting an HP research and recycling facility. I'm joined in studio with A.J. Vickery. A.J., how you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, Mike's out in uh, in Dublin looking at that. That's pretty cool, that research uh, facility or the recycling facility, essentially uh, learning about how HP is um, dealing with all the different things like printer cartridges, all that kind of stuff, and how they actually uh, put them back into use uh Recycling.
1: Well, I can't wait when he comes back to tell us all about this because I've never really thought about it. What do you do with your ink cartridges? And I had no idea that HP was recycling them. And so he had a I, I saw a picture. I don't know if you saw the picture of him inside the research facility. He's got like this lab coat on and he had a protective hat to make sure that he didn't contaminate everything. So it looks like a really interesting place. So you, <laughs> looking forward to hearing Mike next week when he comes back from Ireland. Lots On today's show, later on, of course, we're going to be going open line, taking your tech questions and calls. Or if you need buying advice, we are here to help. We're also going to be talking to the folks at Acer Computers. Earlier this week, the Get Connected team was invited down to New York City to attend Acer's global press conference for their new product offerings for 2014. And we're going to get the lowdown on what we saw over there. And lastly, later on, Christina Stoynova will be here showing us the app of the week. But first, AJ, a lot of tech news this week. A lot of tech news. Great news for Canada and Vancouver in particular. Microsoft is going to establish a research base in downtown Vancouver right here in Pacific Centre. Now, as someone like yourself who's been in the tech scene in Vancouver for many, many years, what do you think? Oh,
2: I think this is uh, fantastic news, especially Vancouver. Uh, You know, we broadcast the show out of Vancouver, obviously, to different cities across Canada. But, you know, for Vancouver specifically... um, what a great opportunity, you know, to see Microsoft making the choice to choose this city, um, you know, over uh, any other city in Canada or the U.S. Uh, to look at uh, doing research and 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 development. and And it's interesting when you look at what they're really going to be focusing on, because they, they it, there's obviously a big focus on what's happening in cloud and, and web and mobile applications.
1: You know, you and one argument could be like they kind of were late to the game on the whole mobile space, but. It makes a lot of sense to pick Vancouver because they're based just down in Seattle, and we have a huge pool of talent. You know, Vancouver has historically been known as a place for app development, even uh, video games. They opened up a studio here for mm-hmm. their Xbox, and it makes sense that they're going to have another office, and they're spending $90 million a year. Going to open up about 400 jobs as well for the Vancouver industry.
2: Well, what I think is really cool is where they're going to put it. So, you know, um, I don't know if you're much of a, a retail shopper, but uh, but Sears uh, is being transformed into Nordstrom's, yep. uh, which is going to be a fabulous um, addition to Vancouver for for a retail experience. But Microsoft is taking uh, two of the available three upper floors in the uh, above Nordstrom's facility. They're taking 150,000 square feet. There's going Going to be 400 jobs available. And you know what? They like Vancouver. There's great universities here. There's smart people here. It's a great opportunity, I think, for lots of folks in Vancouver to look forward to the opportunity to work with and for Microsoft.
1: And for the talent that's not here, who doesn't want to live in Vancouver? You know, <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And a lot of uh, companies can attract good and top talent to Vancouver just because of that because people want to live here
2: well when I first heard the rumblings of this uh, choice by Microsoft I thought uh, well what what's in it for them you know did what did they get did they get some sort of great um, you know break on their you know Lease location yep. from the government subsidy? Was there some sort of tax incentive? But, you know, when looking further into the story, it really looks like they made the choice just really based on, you know, again, like you say, the, the, the proximity to the Redmond, Washington, and also, you know, the universities and the wealth of talent that's available in Vancouver uh, for, for people to help look into um, the research and development for, you know, these web and mobile and cloud-based applications.
1: So Microsoft signed an 11-year lease. Uh, this should be up in around 2015. So just around the corner, we're going to be seeing this. Another big thing in the news, AJ, this week, Parks Canada is going to allow Wi-Fi hotspots on camping grounds. They got a lot of negative reaction on the, on the net this week, but they're still defending it. But they're saying they're going to have hotspots and not just in the wilderness. Now, I know you camp all the time. What do you think about this well, idea? Well, this is,
2: this is a hot topic <laughs> Pun that. intended. Pun intended. <laughs> it's uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I can totally see why uh you would want to have access to Wi-Fi when you're camping. I mean, you know, for those people that have trouble getting away because they are tied to things like email and whatnot, this kind of maybe gives them the opportunity to spend more time, you know, in the great outdoors. But I don't know, listeners. What do you think? Do you think that? Um, the world of camping should now enable things like watching Netflix in the campgrounds, and you know, downloading movies, and and you know, enjoying the internet and watching YouTube. Like, what kind of impact is that going to have uh, on what should be considered, you know, an outdoor experience without technology? You know, it's a, it's a difficult, it's a good argument. I like to think that when I go camping, um, I like to think that I try to leave some of the tech at home so that I can really enjoy the great outdoors. I mean, yeah, I've got a lot of techy things that I do bring along, like a little music player, uh, you know, the ability to have music at the campsite and whatnot. But, um, But this is an interesting topic, and I can see it causing a lot of controversy.
1: Well, you know, I want to hear what the listeners have to think later on uh, during our Open Line segment. Let us know what you think about Parks Canada's idea about allowing hotspots on camping sites. Like, AJ, one of the arguments for having hotspots is typical urbanites who don't go camping might start considering it, you know, that they have that access to, say, Netflix inside the tent over a late night.
2: Yeah, but that's gonna also add a whole new level of noise to the to the experience of outdoor camping. You know, instead of just people being rambunctious around the campsites, you're gonna have like, you know, major movies and stuff like that playing. So you're gonna wanna keep it down.
1: And you know, we have to think about kids as well. You know, kids are so attached to their mobile devices these days. I think the last thing anybody wants to see is a bunch of kids around a campfire. On their smartphones, you know, Facebooking their friends. Yeah, <laughs> um, You know, they should get a stick, get a marshmallow, and toast it. <laughs> you know? Make some s'mores, right? Exactly.
2: So, Andy, um, I can't believe the prize that you put together for this week's show. This is fantastic.
1: That's right. We got a fantastic prize this week. All around Mother's Day, if you're looking for a gift for your mom, what well, we're giving away, an Amazon Kindle HDX 8.9 tablet. This has the highest resolution and the best pixel density of any Kindle Fire tablet. And what's great about this, AJ, it's an e-reader, it's a tablet, but it's also like a shopping cart because you could do all your shopping with your Amazon account right from this tablet. To enter, you got to go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, hit on the contest tab and enter and win. We'll have this up for a couple of weeks. We'll make sure we can get it to you for Mother's Day, so you definitely want to enter to win the Amazon Kindle HDX 8.9 tablet. Beautiful screen. I couldn't believe how nice. I, I didn't expect Amazon to come out with a tablet with such a beautiful screen. It actually rivals the iPad.
2: Well, it's a fantastic prize, and I think that um, you know any mom is going to be lucky to get this for for Mother's Day. And uh, you know, if I won it, I don't know if I give it to my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's hard. It, it, it is hard. It is such a nice tablet. You know, there are a lot of different tablets on the market, but Amazon coming into this game, I think they did a fantastic job. And of course, they have the entire ecosystem of their shopping experience. You're literally one click away from buying things and having them shipped to your house. So, again, go and enter to, on our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. You'll see that tab over there. We're going to have to take a break, but we'll, after the break, we're going to be talking to the folks at Acer Computers. They had their global press conference in New York, and the Get Connected team had attended, so we're going to learn all about their new product offerings. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo, joined in studio with AJ Vickery. Earlier this week, the Get Connected team was sent down to New York City to see Acer's global press conference. Basically, they were showing all their new offerings for the coming year, and we have on the line Eric Akerson. He's the Senior Product Marketing and Brand Manager over at Acer. Eric, are you there?
3: Yes, I'm here, Andy.
1: Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show today and inviting us down to New York. I had a great time and learned a lot about your new product offerings, just to start off, let's just talk a little bit about Acer. For the people that don't know about Acer, just let us know when the company was founded and uh, where it was founded.
3: Acer's been around since 1976 and uh, founded in Taipei, Taiwan.
1: And so, you know, when most people think about Acer, they think about computers. I know you had the Acer Predator, which was a fabulous gaming machine. Then, of course, Acer laptops. But the you know the times have changed, and a lot of things are going on the mobile side. So. Uh, tell us a little bit about your mobile offerings that you guys have had and what you showed in New York.
3: Yeah, uh, certainly things have changed in the industry, and mobile is a big focus, and, and we're no exception to that. We've been pushing uh, mobile products like tablets and cell phones for quite a while. And in New York this week, we showed off a, a number of those products. Um, the Iconia 1-7, which was a uh, on display there, a 7-inch tablet with 3G connectivity for making phone calls and for, you know, transmitting data to the web, all of that, Uh, as well as the Iconia Tab 7, which was a fun little 7-inch tablet just for casual browsing of the internet and what you'd use a tablet for, Um, as well as, you know, we had 14-inch and 15-inch notebooks at very affordable price points that we were showing off. We had a really cool and innovative uh, all-in-one, the Aspire U5, which folds all the way flat, so it's really easy to get out of the way when you're working on something or lift it up and move it around to share and stuff like that.
2: So, Eric, I know that – where would you guys position yourself in terms of, um, you know, I guess in terms of that sort of retail experience when people are going to look for computers? Because I think that um, you guys – have so many different products that are coming into the market. You have products that are already there. When people go into a store and sort of find your stuff, what what? How do you stand out from from the rest of the, rest of the um, manufacturers out there?
3: Well, in some ways, basically by the the depth of the product lineup, all the various uh, products we carry, and the various price points we hit, and features that follow those price points, and then it will vary by the retail experience, uh, what store you happen to go into or if you're shopping online, things like that.
1: You know, one of the coolest things that I I saw over there in New York is like your laptops, because they're both a tablet and a laptop at the same time, and they have almost like a convertible hinge, so you could have different types of viewpoints. Tell our listeners a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so you're talking about the Aspire Switch 10, which is a two-in-one convertible. So the screen houses all of the internal components to make it a tablet, and docks with a keyboard using a a magnetic hinge to hold it in place. And it makes it easy to revert and face you with the keyboard close to you or turn the keyboard around. Great for when you're flying on a plane with a small tray, for instance. Basically, you're getting uh, great functionality, the flexibility for the user to choose how they want to use their technology. Ultimately, very portable, very affordable, and very powerful.
1: AJ, it's kind of funny when you think about it. a couple of years ago, people are always like, should I get a laptop or should I get a tablet? And the, the manufacturers have listened. They're like, well, get both. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to see is these laptops that are basically tablets when you want them to be. And they can be a laptop with that keyboard dock uh, whenever you need to be productive.
2: Well, and I think custom- customization is key here because um, I think the flexibility or depth um, Eric that you talk about is something that folks look for as well I think that you know when you sort of get uh, compared to maybe like a juggernaut like apple on one side um, if you want to look at the personal computing side there's a lot more opportunity to get like different sizes or different speeds or you know different capacities and whatnot and I think that's where um, the big opportunity is um, for some of these things but I one of the things that I do really like the idea of is working on a laptop-type environment with a keyboard, but still having touch with the screen, you know? And that's something that uh, is is really nice to see that coming out.
1: Uh, Eric, I just want to talk a little bit about your sub-brands there. You know, you mentioned you have the Aspire and the Iconia. For the listeners out there, can you just explain what what the difference is between those two sub-brands?
3: Certainly. So Aspire is a name that we put on consumer-facing computer products. So whether it's a desktop, an all-in-one, or a notebook... Uh, We use Aspire. And for Iconia, it actually started differently, but essentially it means touch. We had a dual-screen 14-inch notebook a couple years ago that was called the Iconia, and we've since moved that on to incorporate our tablet uh, product brand.
1: And, you know, one of the coolest things that I saw and one of the product categories I'm most excited about are Chromebooks. And I know that you guys are offering Acer Chromebooks. For the listeners out there that aren't really familiar with Chromebooks. Can you maybe describe them and and what they're all about?
3: Uh, Chromebook's a fun category. Um, They're they're very secure. They boot fast. We're talking seven seconds or so. Um, There's not a lot of storage on the device itself. Everything is stored in the cloud, and settings and files and music and everything is in the cloud. So a user can log out of a, a Chromebook in one location and log in somewhere else and pick up exactly where they left off. And none of their data was left behind on that device. So it's, all of their personal information is secure.
1: So for the and listeners the, out there, Chromebooks are basically in the laptop form factor, but they're running a different operating system called Chromium, which is essentially the Chrome web browser. So you could do online surfing and everything. And the price point, Eric, is fantastic. How much do your Chromebooks cost?
3: So right now we have a Chromebook at 199 and it goes up from there based on whether or not there's touch interface.
1: Are you guys going to be doing a big push when it comes to to back-to-school for Chromebooks? Because I think they are an excellent tool for students out there, and probably a lot of parents aren't even familiar with what they're all about.
3: Yes, there's going to be a huge push for Chromebooks, uh, and yes, they're absolutely fabulous for for students. And a variety of uses uh, throughout the school districts in, in the United States and elsewhere are implementing Chrome browser and Chromebooks running the Chromium OS. Uh, to make life easier for students and teachers and faculty. So there's going to be a huge push there.
2: So with Chrome, uh, with the Chromebook, um, if you can just explain it a little bit further, So it's it's similar to a laptop. Do do they typically um, have hard drives in them for storage?
3: Yeah, so uh, as mentioned, they have a a notebook physical design, clamshell with a keyboard and screen which can be touch or not. The storage is generally small. 16 gigabytes of SSD flash storage, or 32 sometimes.
2: So not unlike, earlier, not unlike a tablet or, 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 a, or, or even a phone kind of thing.
3: Yeah, very good comparison in terms of the size of storage on the device that's available. And, and like I mentioned, most of the storage for, whether it's a, a document somebody's working on or music files, they're gonna be stored in the cloud uh, on a variety of storage servers, but Google is pushing their drive storage platform, which is uh, a part of the offering with a Chromebook is 100 gigabytes of cloud storage for free for two years.
1: Well, Eric, we're coming up to a break. I want to thank you for coming on the show and thank you for inviting us down to New York to see your new product offerings. I'm really excited and I hope everything is going to go well with you for this uh, back to school season. If people are more informa- want some more information about Acer computers, where do they go?
3: Go to our website, acer.com.
1: That was Eric Akerson. He's the Senior Product Marketing and Brand Manager over at Acer America. We're going to be going open line now, taking any of your tech questions and calls. And in particular, we want to know what you think about having Wi-Fi in the wilderness. Are you going to be a connected camper in the future? Let us know. Are you happy with the idea or are you mad? The numbers in the local Vancouver region, 604-280-9898, anywhere across Canada, 1-877-399-9898. 1-877-399-9898. Again, the numbers, 604-280-9898, 9898 anywhere in the Vancouver region and across Canada, 1-877-399-9898. And don't forget to enter our contest for the Amazon Kindle HDX. It's a fabulous contest. You'll want to go for that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Course Radio Network. We'll be back right after this break. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo joined in studio with AJ Vickery. We're going open line now taking any of your tech questions and calls and in particular we want to know what you think about having Wi-Fi in campsites. Will you, bring, will you be bringing your tablet when you go camping? That's a very heated topic. I know a lot of people are going to be going camping in the next couple of weeks. The weather is getting better just don't know about this weekend here, but
2: uh... well, you know, you almost start to expect Wi-Fi where you go these days. You go to a coffee shop, you expect there to be Wi-Fi. You know, you go pretty much just about anywhere, and you you ask people what the Wi-Fi, what the password is. So now you're going to go into the out great outdoors, and yeah. you're going to be asking for the Wi-Fi. Taking selfies with grizzlies. <laughs> I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to I'm going to say that I think it's not a good idea. I think that. uh that you should leave the outdoors for sharing with nature.
1: Okay, I'll take the other side of the argument and say yes, because just because you have Wi-Fi doesn't mean you have to use it. You know, <laughs> you could leave your devices at home. But a lot of people I know, they can't take the resi- can't resist checking their emails if they have that ability. We've gone open line. The numbers again, anywhere across Canada, 1-877-399-9898. And if you're in the Vancouver area, Give us a call, 604-280-9898. I'm going to jump to the phone lines here. we got Richard from Vancouver. Richard, are you there? Yes,
0: indeed, I am. Uh, about your question of a day, I, I couldn't care less about having Wi-Fi in the campsite. I think people are overly connected. Uh, I think the other thing people should be really careful about, and, and there's signs usually up as in change rooms and all that, about using their phones and things like that, because all these things have cameras in them. You know, there's a place, and a proper place for all this stuff. And, you know, people sometimes they just can't put the technology down, right?
2: I'm going to say uh, that's one for AJ. Well,
0: no, I mean, it's just, you know, because all cell phones now have cameras in them. You don't. I don't think you should be using them in change rooms right but anyways i mean, I guess maybe that'd be a a great uh topic of uh of, uh conversation is technology and etiquette right for a yeah. future show but anyways listen um i got a i i about two and a half years ago I bought an external hard drive it was a western digital i thought I'd buy quality and everything like this and um since then i bought a a couple more on on boxing day sales and all this my first one after about I put all my pictures on there Mm. and my first one after about a year and a half all of a sudden it wouldn't recognize and then I got my son over and then he reconnected and plugged it back in and Mm. it woke up again and now I gotten back to the point where now the thing you can hear it spinning, but it will not. The computer will not recognize it. My son says he took it apart. He basically looked at it and everything like this. Tried a few programs. He said on it, and he can't get get it to wake up and get the information off. And I just, you know, it just drives me crazy. I, I mm. thought it was buying quality. Now I got all my pictures and all this. Is there any way that I can go? And phone or a number I can phone Western Digital. I don't care about the warranty and the cost of the thing right yep. now. I yep. want
1: to get my pictures off of.
2: Absolutely, you know, off. yeah, yeah. Well, um, Andy, any thoughts? What
1: are my options here. Yeah. Well, see, what we've seen in the hard drive space is moving to SSD, which are solid state drives. Because one of the biggest issues about hard drives is that they have moving parts, and anytime you have moving parts, you're going to have problems over time. And People have so much of their data, AJ, you know, stored on these hard drives and they don't really care about, like he said, Richard was saying, they don't care about the warranty. They just want their data back. And Richard, in this case, I've had that same problem. It is one of the most dreaded experiences is when you could hear that hard drive making noises and you could hear it turning. That's basically telling you it is coming to its end of its life. Now, if you can't get it to use or get access to those files the traditional way one of the ideas you might want to consider is a more of a forensic way and there are companies out there that can actually take that data and go inside and make sure they can retrieve that and a lot of people you know especially for pictures that's the option that they will go and you know these hard disk drives you want to over time move that data somewhere else even put it on the cloud somewhere and have some kind of backup what I always recommend is put it on a SSD and then put that in your safety deposit box for the most important files you have. But again, yeah, you might want need to consider looking at more of a forensic-styled service <laughs> to get that data back if you can't do it the traditional means. Yeah,
2: I mean, I would recommend um, going down to local London Drugs. They have a good tech service department there and I would talk to them about data recovery. But in addition to that, if it's possible, if we can just grab, if we can get our controller to grab your name and number. We do have friends at Western Digital and maybe we can just put a call. One year, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I understand, Andy, what you're saying about SSD versus, you know, the mobile parts, but, but one year. I mean, Western Digital is one of the, you know, if you're to think about buying quality, you're gonna look at Western Digital, you're gonna look at Seagate. I mean to me those are the two, you know, top drive makers. Um that I would consider personally and uh, and I would expect to get more of a year out of it. So if we can grab that number, we'll talk to our friends at Western Digital, but I would recommend as well, if that data is really important to you, uh, trek down to LD, talk to their tech teams because um, like Andy says, there's forensic opportunities to pull data off of actual um, physical parts of drives.
1: Exactly, and if they can't do it, they can actually point you in the right direction on where you should go because you're not the first person that's had that problem AJ, my issue always was I would build my own external hard drive. You mm-hmm. could take a, you know, the kind of hard drive you would put inside your computer, mm-hmm. buy a case, and put it on. Yeah. And I thought that was great. It was really affordable, except I kept dropping the thing everywhere I went. And mm-hmm. then that's when you start hearing those moving parts. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to external hard drives, yes, definitely SSD is the way to go. It is more expensive, but the price has been coming down over the years. So it is a definitely good option for you if, you, if, you, if your data is really important to you. We're going to have to take a break now, but we're going to be going open line again after the break. Again, the numbers, 604-280-9898 for anywhere in the Vancouver area. You can call us toll-free as well, 1-877-399-9898. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar here, filling in for Mike Agarbo, joined in studio with AJ Vickery. We've gone open line now on Get Connected, taking any of your tech questions or calls, or maybe even if you need some buying advice, we're here to help. We also want to know what you think about connected camping. So far, AJ's winning here. People <laughs> are against connected camping. I think it's a good idea, because as long as you have some self-restraint, you can disconnect even if you have the option to connect. We've gone open line. Again, the number is 604-280-9898 for anywhere in the Vancouver area you're calling long distance across Canada, give us a call at 1-877-399-9898.
2: I got another argument. So, I'm thinking the other thing that's great about not having Wi-Fi while you're camping is that you can have conversations about something that you don't need Google to verify. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: cuz you know you're like,
2: what's the name of that movie we saw back in the so everyone's Googling.
1: That, that's know. my counter argument, though, AJ, <laughs> is because that having Internet access can end debates You know, But why do you want
2: to end them? That's the point. You're out there in the great outdoors, you're sitting around the campfire, and you have these healthy discussions about who you think did you make what a bet, and when.
1: You make a bet, and then after that, you find out the truth, and then you can see who <laughs> yeah, wins or yeah, loses. But when
2: you get back from
1: your camping trip. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you an argument why I think that we should have Wi-Fi. You know when you come off an airplane and you, and you turn your phone on and you just get flooded with all these emails? Yeah. And that overwhelming feel like, oh, my God, I have so <laughs> much to, to do. At least when you're camping, you can periodically check You know when you have a free time to, to make sure that you don't get overwhelmed by the time you get back home.
2: Yes, but you know the good sleep they call REM sleep, yes. you know, when you're like in your deep sleep and you're really getting refreshed and re-energized? Well, camping can be like that too, you know? You know, get away from your technology devices, get away from the screens, give your eyes, look, watch a sunset, see squirrels and birds running around. I thought the show was called Get Connected, <laughs> not Disconnected. <laughs>
1: We've got an open line now. On the line, we have Aline in Burnaby. Aline, are you there?
4: i Thank you.
1: What can we do for you? Hello. Hi. Are you there?
4: Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. I have a question regarding Wi-Fi. I bought. I recently got a Wi-Fi modem from Shaw. I connected to Wi-Fi, and now I find I have it in the den, and the uh, and the computers there, and then in the living room, I have my radio. Now the plugins are, you know, offset each other, and when I play my radio, I only listen to CK and W actually on the radio, and there's a lot of static uh, on my radio now, uh, and so I go if I go in and turn the modem and the whole thing off in the den, then my radio is all right.
1: Mm, that's very interesting.
4: Yeah. It, there, and I bought a new, like a phone Shaw, and they said to buy a new, you know, a better power bar. So I bought a new monster power bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the same thing happens. So I was wondering, is there anything I can get to plug in my living room plug in and then my radio into that that would stop that? Because the FM is fine, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. FM uh, stations are good, but it's the uh, AM, you know, my C-K-N-W, all I hear is static. Ah. I can get the station, but, uh, you know, it's just this noise all the time.
1: Well, that's no fun if you have to disconnect from the internet just to listen to uh, AM radio.
4: No, and I think, too, that's not a good idea, is it, to keep turning your power bar off
1: and no and so the reason Shaw had recommend you get a power bar is that inside these especially the the quality power bars they have these filters in there that kind of help filter out noise static and electronic noise inside mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. electronic devices so if you've already done the power bar option and it didn't work i think my next suggestion would be moving it into a different room trying to get it into somewhere else and maybe that will help cuz you obviously are getting moving some my kind radio of, yes move move either your radio or move your modem router combo that you got from Shaw.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you want to move your radio because it's probably where you like to listen to it. Um, however, the modem from yeah, Shaw. I'd
0: have to move.
4: Uh, I'd have to move. Uh, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, I can't. You know, I have it in the den. Eh?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and it's probably yeah. um, that's where the cabling comes in for it.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole. You know the whole thing, but I just was wondering with all the items they have today if there was something i can uh I can use. You know, uh, but there isn't,
2: I guess. Well, not off the top of our head, but we, you know, let's put it out to our listeners. Do you have this interference in your uh, in your house that's causing issues with your AM radio? Is there anything that you've tried that you found successful? I also think that we'll get your name and number because we can do a little research as well. I'm sure that there's lots of gadgets and gadgets that are available for this. Just nothing coming to the to our our minds right now. But we have to fix this issue for you because you are a CK. W Listener, and we are going to fix it because we want to keep you listening to the shows. Well,
1: there's a will, there's a way, and we'll find that way. Yeah.
4: yeah, I listen to your show every Saturday because, you know, it keeps me up to date, and I you tell me solutions to different problems I don't know about, and you know.
2: Well, there's always, there's always um, although the radio is, I think, a nice way to listen to it, but there's always, you can always do the app as well. If you ever find yourself... Um, uh, CKW is totally available through the internet. Now that you have the Shaw Wi-Fi, you have lots of opportunities to listen that way as well. But that, we're going to get the radio problem fixed for no, sure. No, that's
1: a good point, AJ. Uh, the, the signal actually comes down really well. If you just go to cknw.com, you can listen live right off from the website as well. That's and if you
2: have a computer in the living
1: room. If, if you have a computer or a laptop uh, somewhere around the house. yeah. So, we need to come into your place and do a tech makeover. I, that's I, think, what we- <laughs> I, I think so. I think we should do a little episode for the TV show where we're going to fix this uh, problem that you're having, lean. I remember a long time ago, With um, with a phone, I would pick up the phone, I could hear AM radios on that. So I think they're on the same frequency levels, Mm -hmm. and that's why you're getting that interference. You might even want, if you have an antenna on your radio, try to point it in a different direction, maybe away from your modem router, and it might help. uh, It's hard to say, of course, you don't want to have to move your radio, but... uh, We'll get your name and number and see if we can help you offline, do a little bit of research to see what is causing that interference, and then we'll find I a think, solution. I think fixing this
2: problem is going to be easier than getting CKNW on FM.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny, we always get that question a yeah. lot, is why aren't you on the uh, FM dial?
4: Yeah, I, I heard it before.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Phoned in and asked, asked you that question. You know, why not, Why when are they going to switch to FM?
1: Sure. So hold on the line, and we'll get your name and number uh, after the break and see if we can help you uh, offline. We're going to have to take a break now. When we come back, Christina Stoyanov is going to be here in studio to show us the app of the week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back right after this. You're back with Get Connected. Andy Barrar filling in for Mike Agarbo, joined in studio with AJ Vickery and Christina Stoyanov. Christina, how are you doing?
5: I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me, Andy.
1: So before we go into the app of the week, I got to ask you, I need some help here. What do you think? Wi-Fi in campgrounds? Are you going to be a connected camper anytime soon?
5: You know what? I'm not a big camper to begin with. Um, I'm a little bit of a princess and I like my internet access. But honestly, if you're going to go out there in the woods, isn't the point to disconnect so I don't know. I don't love doing it. But at the same time, if I'm going to go out there, I may as well get the full experience. So but, I'm going to have to go with AJ on this one. 2-0. <laughs> 2-0.
1: Two zero. Two zero. Yeah,
5: no love here
1: for me. <laughs>
5: Sorry, Andy. <laughs>
1: uh, so app of the week, Christina. I love this part because I never know what you're going to do. You, you know, sometimes I know you want to tell me, but I like I like surprises. So what do you have for us this week?
5: Ah, Well, I do have a surprise for you this week, Andy. This app is for Android users. But Android users who have recently switched from an iPhone are going to love it. So it's called Quick, Quick Control Panel, and it's available on the Google Play Store. But basically what it does is, you know the, um, the control panel that you have on your iPhone when you swipe up? Yep. Um, and it has all the toggles for Wi-Fi and airplane mode and all of that. This mimics that, but it's fully customizable as well.
1: So it basically gives you that same feeling that you would have had in the iPhone, iPhone, but in the Android environment.
5: Yes, exactly. And so it actually has even, um, you know, the orientation control so you can lock your orientation, landscape or uh, vertical, and it's got the flashlight and the, um, the toggles for your music player so you can hit play or pause or whatever right from there. And you can actually even access it from your lock screen.
1: That's pretty cool. And so how much does this cost? So,
5: there's a free version from Google Play and then there's a premium version that's 2.06. Um I recommend starting with the free version obviously. Give it a go, see if you like it and then if you decide you want, you know, the extra features, then you can, you know, pony up the $2. And again, what was it called again? It's called Quick Control Panel. It's pretty cool. I, it is customizable as well. The iPhone is a little bit um, more rigid in that way that you can't really change it too much. But with this one, being Android, you can pretty much put any app on there.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, I made that switch from iPhone to Android. And I got to say... AJ, Apple is like the Hotel California. You, you can check out, but you can't ever leave. No. <laughs> like, I'm a techie, and it was still hard to move all the, the contacts and, you, and your music and to try to push that all into the Android environment. You know, It takes some time, and I think an app like this is fabulous because you still have that comfortable feeling of what you did in the iOS uh, environment, except now you've moved on to an Android phone. Speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw this. They said one out of every three Android phones out there is a Samsung. So Samsung has really dominated the market right now. Not over here. Now that's what I like about you, AJ, is you're you're rocking the Google Nexus five. Probably one of the best Android phones out there. What do you think about that? Well,
2: when I first went to Android, I was kind of like the the guy with the Android, yeah. right? Because everyone has the, you know, You Apple. inspired me, actually. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, now that everyone has Android and everyone has a Samsung, I've pushed to new grounds and I've got the Google Nexus. But I got to say, this one's manufactured. Nexus has been actually manufactured by Samsung in the past as well. Yeah. But this one is built by LG. Uh, it's the Google 5 Uh, nexus 5 sorry it is a beautiful phone it's funny
1: i was reviewing that phone just before you yeah and when you wanted to do it i was like he is going to love this phone because i immediately fell in love it's such a clean vanilla android experience yeah if you're looking to go to android you definitely got to check out the nexus 5 it is a beautiful phone don't forget to enter our contest we're giving away the amazon kindle fire hdx 8.9 it's got the highest resolution of and pixel density of any kindle fire tablet go to our website www.getconnectedmedia.com you'll see the contest page over there you want to go and hit that to enter and win looks like we're almost out of time i just want to thank everyone for listening aj and christina for coming in and studio mike agarbo will be back next week telling us his trip to dublin ireland researching and visiting hp's recycling facilities you've been listening to get connected brought to you by london drugs we'll see you again next week